0: You're listening to The Sports Stove with host Vince Stover. The Sports Stove is sponsored by R.A. Marketing. Go GoRAdigital.com. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. It is the final preview for the NFL Draft. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, and offensive tackles? That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. Welcome into today's sports stove podcast. We are here. We have arrived at the NFL draft. Finally, we've made it to something sports oriented in our weekly schedule. The NFL draft is here. This is recording Wednesday night. And uh, the draft, of course, the first round will be on Thursday night. So if you're listening to this before the draft, you're going to get all the best information possible. If you're listening to this after the draft, then you're going to go, wow, this guy really knows his stuff. Well, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Uh, Here we are looking at the 2020 NFL Draft and just some key topics uh, here today. Uh, Of course, the first uh, overall pick is to the one and the only Cincinnati Bengals. They are going to draft Joe Burrow, quarterback out of LSU. That is all but signed, sealed, and delivered. After that, everything is still up in the air. You've got the Washington Redskins, who... Everyone has assumed they're going to draft Chase Young. Now, of course, the talk is, well, they're going to trade down. In the top 10, we're talking about maybe five different teams that have talked about wanting to trade down. So there could be all kinds of trades. The Miami Dolphins are discussing going up to three, and they're saying it's for an offensive tackle. I don't understand that for the life of me. Why in the world would you jump up uh, two spots, just basically leapfrog one pick, To get an offensive tackle. Now, I I get it. Maybe there's a guy that you think is the greatest offensive tackle of all times. So maybe so. But at the end of the day, is, is a tackle going to make that big of a difference in your team that you can't take the second tackle on the board instead of the first tackle? It doesn't make any sense for Miami to jump to number three and draft an offensive lineman. So I have two theories on why they would do this. The theory number one, which is the one that probably makes the most sense, is the Miami Dolphins are lying. They're jumping up to three. They're saying it's for an offensive lineman, but they're actually going to take the quarterback that they want. Uh, this makes a lot more sense than jumping up to number three and taking an offensive lineman. Uh, they might also be jumping up to number three to take uh, a, a just a different player altogether, a defensive player like Isaiah Simmons or maybe Jeffrey Okuda or whoever it may be. Uh, that they that they want, that they want to take away from somebody else. So option one is they're lying, and they're actually not going to take an offensive lineman. They're going to go with somebody else. Option number two, which is the one I like the most, is the Dolphins are going to trade up to number three with Detroit, and they're saying they want an offensive lineman. And they're hoping that the Giants... Get scared because now they think they're going to lose their offensive lineman. So they trade with Washington to get the offensive lineman, which then drops the best player in the draft and chase young down to the Miami Dolphins at three. And in that case, I would applaud the Miami Dolphins if they move up to three. Otherwise, I just don't get why in the world you would give up any capital in the draft to go up and get an offensive lineman when you can wait and get the second best offensive lineman, whether that be uh, Jaderic Wills, Tristan Wirfs, whoever's there, Andrew Thomas, I guess, uh, whoever is there at number five. It just doesn't make sense to go up to number three, but that is the talk right now. For the Miami Dolphins. Now, of course, the biggest talk here in the draft this year has been about quarterbacks. Why? Well, because the NFL is a quarterback driven league. Joe Burrow, number one, is a given. After that, it's all up in the air. All the mock drafts, all the professional sports talk people, all the insiders are all starting to say now that Tua is about to slide. They say that Miami's not going to take a quarterback, that the Chargers might pass on a quarterback, or that they like Herbert better than Tua. I will tell you this right now. Justin Herbert is not an all-star uh must-get quarterback in the NFL. He may have an okay career. He may survive and be a starter for many years to come, but he's not going to be a superstar. He's not going to be uh, a Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to be a Lamar Jackson. He's not going to be an Aaron Rodgers. I don't even think he's going to be a Dak Prescott. Uh, I think he has a better chance of being a Josh Rosen. Justin Herbert is not the answer in Los Angeles. He's not going to sell that many tickets. He's not going to give you many wins. And I do not understand why the Miami Dolphins or the Chargers would pick a quarterback other than Tua in this spot. Uh, But almost everyone right now is saying Herbert's going to go over Tua. Tua could fall into the teens of this draft. And uh, I just find that really, really hard to understand. Tua Loa is uh, over under as well as Justin Herbert to be drafted at five point five. So everyone's saying they're not going to make it to six, or that's where the money is at least. And uh, but now you know it's it's really interesting to see what's going on with all this. I think Tua still goes before Herbert. I think there's just a lot of smoke screens going on right now, and I just cannot imagine drafting Herbert over Tua. The only exception to that would be is if teams have medical information that they said there is no way this guy is going to last in the league more than five seasons. Um, You know that these teams, if they're going to draft Tua in the top six, you know that they have found a way to get a doctor in a room with Tua Tungvaluwa. That's just the way the NFL works. If you think that their doctors have not yet been with him, you're crazy. Uh, they found a way to find him. Uh, to to get in a room with them to to check him medically, and so unless they just say there's they've seen it for themselves that medically it's not going to work for Tua, it doesn't make sense to pass on him at all. The other quarterbacks that are being talked about, of course, in the first round is Jordan Love. The over under is set at nineteen and a half for him right now. I believe he goes before pick 20. I think that you have to watch out for teams coming up to get him Uh, in the draft. Teams like uh, Miami, who picks later in the first round again, so if they pass on a quarterback at number 5, or if they trade up and draft an offensive lineman, uh, then they might still uh, come back and get a quarterback later in the first round. I think teams like Las Vegas you have to watch out for. Tampa, quarterback for the future, uh, they're probably going to go somewhere else in the first round. Um, But Even teams, I think New Orleans is the team to watch for Jordan Love as they might come up. Uh, New Orleans and Dallas, the two teams that I would watch for Jordan Love, they are around pick 17, 18, or 19 uh, for him. J- Jalen Hurts has started to rise over the up the boards recently. Um, some are saying he could slide into the first round. I think it's more than likely he's going to go in the second round um and i think the chargers are a great fit for him if he if they pass on quarterback at number 6 then uh, getting him at the top of the second round seems to make sense he can sit behind tyrod taylor and uh, go from there. I don't think Tyrod Taylor's the answer in L.A., but they seem to think that way. Hurts would be a great guy to have sitting behind him for a year or two before finally stepping up and playing. Jacob Eason's name continues to come up, and some still have him projected before Jalen Hurts. Actually, out in Las Vegas, they have his over-under set at 53.5, so before pick 54, where Jalen Hurts is 60.5 before pick sixty one. And so Eason could go again. I've said this from the beginning of our draft podcast. Uh, To me, Jacob Eason is not the answer at quarterback either. And I think him and Herbert may have similar careers before it's all said and done. Uh, But that's not a good thing at all. In the draft, you're looking at about four teams that I think are interested with quarterback in the first round, not saying that they were guaranteed to get a quarterback in the first round, but Cincinnati, Miami, Los Angeles Chargers, and the New England Patriots all have desperate needs at quarterback, and so they could easily take a quarterback in the first round. Then you have other teams like Jacksonville, uh, Las Vegas, Tampa, Denver, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, and Chicago that really don't don't have uh, future quarterbacks at this point in time. So they could be people you're looking at in the second round or the third round, getting some of these guys, Jake from Jacob Eason, Jalen hurts, those kinds of guys as it falls down uh, through their Jacksonville Gardner Minshew, is he the answer? I don't really think so, uh, but they may be waiting for next year and Trevor Lawrence, Las Vegas. You have no idea what John Gruden's thinking when it comes to quarterback. He tends to like the veterans. He signed Marcus Mariota to compete with Derek Carr. So I'd be a little surprised if he goes quarterback early in the draft. But Tampa, they need a quarterback of the future. They're not going to take him in the first round again. They're trying to build a winning team this year, obviously with adding Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback for the future. Indianapolis has Phillip Rivers on a one-year deal. And Chicago is trusting Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles. Obviously not long-term answers there either. So all those teams looking for quarterbacks here in the NFL draft. Another big topic in the NFL draft this year is wide receivers. They have three receivers that almost everybody has as the top three. It's Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. Uh, everybody has Lamb and Judy one, two, and one order of an, or another. And Ruggs is three. And then usually Jefferson from LSU is number four uh, there. In the first round, Vegas has set the over-under at five and a half receivers taken in the first round. So they're saying uh, six uh, less than six uh, wide receivers in the first round. I see 11 teams that need wide receivers uh, that could take a wide receiver in the first round. 11 teams now are there gonna be 11 receivers? No, there's there's other needs on these teams as well. but you've got miami, Carolina, Jacksonville, the Jets, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Denver, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Tennessee, and Green Bay, all in need of a wide receiver. And it'll be interesting to see how things move around, if people are moving up for wide receivers or if they're going to wait because it is such a deep draft this year, I think you got to watch out for Carolina looking for the Baylor wide receiver Mims, uh, maybe in the second round. Of course, Matt Rule, the former Baylor head coach, now in Carolina, so that's one to watch. If if he passes on him twice, then you have to start wondering: uh, should everybody else pass on him as well? There, let's take a moment to thank our sponsors, RA Marketing. RA Marketing offers turnkey digital marketing services for financial advisors. They've worked tirelessly to create a winning Facebook ads formula that delivers the ROI advisor's need. You can find more information about RA Marketing at GoRAdigital.com. I sure want to thank RA Marketing for being the, the podcast sponsor for the Sports Stove Podcast. Now let's get back to the draft talk uh with this draft there's so much going on at the top of the draft like i said in the top 10 picks you're talking about trades that could be happening from starting at number two working all the way down through number six you've got people that want to go up and take offensive linemen you could have three or four offensive linemen go in the top 10 picks that's crazy why in the world would you want to do something like that Tristan Wirfs has been flying up draft boards right now. Him and Jadaric Wills both over under at 8.5 uh, in this draft. And uh, and most people are saying Wirfs goes number one for offensive linemen. So that could be at pick number three for Miami. Pick number four, that's if Miami goes up. Pick number four uh, for the Giants. And then Jadaric Wills uh, probably pretty close after Tristan Wirfs goes. Then you've got Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. His over at 10.5. And then Mackay uh, Beck, Beckton from Louisville, who's got a – you know, it's interesting with him. He, he came up this week with a positive uh, test from the combine. And there's already been some rumors that he can't control his weight and he's not going to be in shape or whatever it may be. I've always just struggled to understand how someone could be so stupid – to test positive when you know the drug test is coming. And uh, it's one thing to do things <laughs> that aren't smart. It's another thing to do them when you know you're going to get caught. And, um, and Mickey Be- Becton is just, uh, that would scare me if I was general manager. Uh, Not so much the action as much as the when the action was done, knowing that you're going to get tested. You just can't test positive in that situation. Uh, But he still could be up there in the top 10. He could drop down into the mid-teens or maybe even the 20s. But offensive linemen are going to be uh, going like crazy here in the first round. Most are saying six offensive linemen. In the first round, some even have seven going in the the first round. There are a number of teams, the Giants, the Dolphins, the Chargers, Cardinals, Jacksonville, Cleveland, Tampa, Las Vegas, Seattle, Green Bay, all need offensive linemen. And uh, so you could see them making a big run here in the draft. Then some defensive players to watch for. As well, Jeffrey Okuda, his over-unders at four and a half. Most people have Detroit taking him, so even if they trade down to number five, they would, he would still be there uh, and available for him. A lot of people, though, think that C.J. Henderson might be a better cornerback than Jeffrey Okuda. Uh, Henderson right now slotted to go around 12 or 13, and uh, but some are saying that teams really like him might come up. Uh, Jacksonville could take him uh, there in the first round at number nine. Other teams could trade up to take him as well. Uh, With CJ Henderson. Isaiah Simmons to me is the guy to get. I think he would fit great in Los Angeles, he would complete that defense. Uh, There he would also fit in Carolina. Uh, He'd fit almost anywhere. Very versatile, linebacker, safety, hybrid-type player. Uh, Again, good pedigree there, Clemson. Uh, Right now he is listed at 6.5 as an over and under, so so people are saying before Carolina gets to pick, I think Carolina might end up being where he lands. But you could be surprised. The Giants, if their tackle they want is gone at 4, maybe they go Isaiah Simmons and add a key defensive playmaker. Derek Brown, the defensive lineman out of Auburn, he's right now at eight and a half. Most uh, have him slotted to Carolina, uh, but he could... Uh, slide a little bit, or he could go up as as high as three as well. Uh, For a while, I thought Detroit was going to take him, but I think more and more as we get closer to this draft, understand that Detroit's probably going a different direction uh, there as well. So there are some really intriguing players in this draft, and really the only thing that we know for sure right now is that Joe Burrow is going number one. After that, you would like to think that Washington or whoever comes up to number two is taking Chase Young, but at this point, The questions still remain. How many quarterbacks in the first round? The over-under is at, uh, I believe, four and a half. Um, But I think that you're going to see four quarterbacks go with a slim possibility that Jalen Hurts slides into the first round as well. I don't think it's going to happen. Running backs, it's at .5, so they're saying zero running backs in the first round. Uh, DeAndre Swift could go in the first round. Kansas City is, is sitting in the perfect spot for a running back there at the, the very end of round number one. They could add, uh, possibly, if no one else likes a running back, the best running back on the board. I think it's Jonathan Taylor, and I think he fits perfect in Kansas City as well. But they have a number of other needs that they have too, so we don't know. And they might trade out of the first round as a team comes up to the end of the first to take a quarterback uh, there at 32 also. wide uh, right receivers are going to be a lot of fun once you get past those top three or four. It's going to become a little bit of an unknown. When will they go up and get T. Higgins? Will they like uh, Pittman from USC or Ayuk from Arizona State? And uh, really all those re- those receivers after that first tier, they all kind of fit together and it goes a little bit more to what fits your team versus the talent level because the talent level is all pretty much the same. And so wide receivers are going to be a lot of fun, a lot of really good defensive players, and the offensive linemen might – control the draft here in 2020 the draft is upon us we are looking forward uh, to all that it offers on thursday night we'll come back with a podcast next week uh, recapping the draft as a whole i hope that you enjoy the draft i know that i will thank you for listening to the sports stove podcast today you can uh, follow us on twitter at sports stove or on facebook the sports stove podcast And uh, would you please rate and subscribe and share? Tell other people about the podcast as well if you've enjoyed it. Go back and listen to to past episodes, uh, some great episodes and interviews with Kelby Tomlinson, the infielder for Colorado Rockies, and also. Uh, the host of the Bottom Line Lexington podcast, my degenerate gambling friend, uh, there as well, uh, had a two-part episode uh, on the NFL draft. So, thank you for listening to today or tonight or whenever you are listening. And until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home